Welcome to Opinions Like A-Holes, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Tried a new coffee place today and a new drink. I went... Uh, tried a new coffee. Tried a new coffee. Uh, got a little matcha tea. Uh, <laughs> How'd you like it? It was good. It was good. It was uh, a little... It's a little lower caffeine than I'm used to. So you go to a coffee place and you get tea. Yeah, well, I mean, it's an interesting it, choice. It was on the menu, and I don't have any matcha at home, so mm, you're not a matcha matcha man. So I, I was, uh, I, I, I said, do we got any matcha? And they said, I've nacha. got to be a matcha, matcha man, to be a matcha matcha man, matcha matcha man. Matcha okay. man. Uh, that's enough of that. <laughs> I've got to be a matcha. That's the singing uh, in the first two minutes is off putting. Uh, you got to work up to the singing. It, it just tells you what frame of mind I'm in for today. Clearly, which usually means that I'm I'm more high energy. Than- you have had uh, coffee and not matcha tea. I didn't have coffee today. I didn't have regular coffee. I just had oh, my artificial. Uh, you got the- my uh, dirt bike coffee. Yeah, <laughs> dirt bag coffee. My Monster Energy drink. Got it. Uh, Sugar free at least because I'm not trying to get the beaties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know who's uh, doing making a much healthier choice than us with the uh, the seltzer is our guest this week. The seltzer water. Uh, Mr. Dustin Howard, everybody. Last week, we had the director of the video, Blood in the Water. Uh, today, we have the mind behind the music and the song itself. And I'm sure most of the video ideas as well. I know that was quite a, it was a collab, right? Yeah. Um, honestly, Viet is responsible for a lot of the visual aspects. I just kind of laid out like, hey, here's what the song's about. Um, here's cool. what we're kind of trying to paint a picture. And, you know, also we understand that a lot of people are not like, getting, you know, you can see on the metrics, they're like, man, I can't do this. It's like seven minutes, you know. Yeah. So yeah. we got a shorter version and then like sure. a little schedule that we're going to kind of try to We covered the one with the intro for sure. Cool, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and I kind of like it too because uh, it, it kind of harkens back to some of the the music videos that I remember loving uh, as a as a kid growing up in the in the music video age, you know, where there was there was the song, and then sometimes it was kind of an extended version that had a little bit of either a narrative or a thematic idea, <laughs> a vignette, you if know, you will. yeah, you know, like, and so so watching that and 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 uh, especially. You know, I, I I wasn't I didn't quite know what we were I didn't realize what it was as we started it. So at first I'm just like, oh, this is a little badass instrumental track. And then, you know, the the main the song really kicks in and I'm like, oh, oh no, this is exactly the kind of shit that made me love music videos growing up. That's awesome. So, so that was a the really song neat experience. Is fantastic. Oh, the song's right. awesome. Thank you very much. Um I was you know, I was when when we had Viet on, I was talking about how I, I sort of hate having to and always have hated to attempt to shove any sort of music into a subgenre in order to describe it to yeah. someone, you know, when someone's like, well, what kind of music is it? And then you have to go, oh, well, you know, it's kind of alternative. It's kind of, you know, this, that, the other thing. Um, but yeah, it gave me um, uh, a lot of nostalgia for what I loved about like stoner rock and grunge. Hey man, that's, um, that's, that, that makes me really happy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cause like the, I mean the, the the guitar tones, the riffs, the riffs themselves, um, very like put me in a nostalgic place while still feeling very unique and new. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I um, I'm a big fan of you know, I won't even really name the bands, but it's kind of apparent. Um, well, sure, I will. I, you know, I grew up listening to Queens of the Stone Age, that kind yeah. of stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Caius even? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Getting that sort of obscure scene <coughs> from your friend back before the internet. You know, you don't really know what it is when, you know, you're just kind of like blown away by the first like 30 seconds. And yep. uh, mm-hmm. here you are <clears throat> two decades later and it's molded, you know, what I think is uh, air quotation mark cool, you know, but 
I think with the the Groucho music, you know, I'm not sure if you had a chance to do a dive in it or anything, but I am an extremely eclectic. Um, you know, like if I hit shuffle on my Spotify, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's Same it's yeah. it's yeah, Lamb of God all the way to uh, you know the Ink Spots and um, just whatever. But a lot of the Groucho stuff, it stays in a kind of theme of rock and roll, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we've got some really, um, soft ambient, like psychedelic stuff. And, you know, I would say, check it out. You know, it's not for everybody, but, um, but I, you know, I've, I've been doing it so long that I don't, I don't care. I'm not worried about whether or not it's like good or bad. Um, you know, there's 8 billion people on the planet and, oh, yeah. you know, with the music industry is a fickle bitch too. And that's another thing that, that, that musicians are trying to navigate is that, that sort of push and pull between, what you want to make for yourself versus what may or may not quote sell, you know, what may or may not be considered. And, and the other part that sucks and, and, you know, we bitched about this a little bit last week is that a lot of times the, a good chunk of the general public doesn't even really know if they would like that shit because they're not getting access to it, you no, know, because they're, the voice they're or... getting, yeah, they're, they're being given, you know, a, a very short list of, of choices of like, this is what's out there. What do you think is cool? Well, and like, there's a lot more out there. And we're so splintered right now in how we consume media, you know, the social media apps, the different types of news uh, the different sources of uh, TV and radio. Um, there's just so much. And, and so much of it, especially online, is designed to further um, uh, propagate what you're already into, the, the algorithm. Mm-hmm. So if you're oh, listening to yeah. something, if, if you set up your TikTok listening to certain kinds of music and watching mm-hmm. certain kinds of videos, that's all you're going to see. Sure. So if you don't, if you don't happen to have something that's in the, the Groucho style, you may never see your stuff just naturally popping up. Yeah. And it's kind of, it, it's both a way that the apps are keeping us engaged on those apps, obviously, so that they can get more money through their advertising, but at the same time, limiting us in what we experience. What's interesting about, you know, the very real, like the reality of what you're saying, uh, that song is basically about that. It's basically yeah. about yeah. like division and, um, you know, I don't really like need to create a division too. Uh, yeah, it's manufactured and it's done to keep people away from the reality of like you know um, class wage gap that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I tr- I'm not trying to be a Rage Against the Machine kind of band, but no, you know, it's okay. You- we'll have you on Max News. That's my other. That's my politics show. We'll talk about. We'll, look, we'll, get, yeah. we'll really dive. I'll in tell you there. what I really think. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy yeah. To. Um, but I try to make it sort of obscure and, and semi-apparent, you know, like I, I've had people who they listen to the music and they're like, oh, this song's about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, it is, but it's not, you know, like, sure. cause I do it too. Yeah. I mean, well, and yeah. music's always been that way where it's sort of like, you know, like this is what I wrote it about, but you take it for what it means to you, sure. and, you know, yeah. unless whatever you, unless that interpretation is really fucked up and then I can all be like, that is not what I meant. I, yeah. I, I, I would actually fear like, uh, you know, old ride or Q and I folks getting a hold of like some of those lyrics because uh, it is you know I guess you could interpret it however you wanted to yeah sure sure but that's always tough when you're like man this is right in the line where someone could be you know? it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that song specifically not a lot of our stuff is but that song definitely yeah. is yeah but you can only they do like so much to, to fight that too and 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 there comes a point where once you create something and it's out there you 
you have to be ready for that you may lose a certain amount of control over how it's used. Well, sure, because you know? they, they they like to co-op things that they know aren't for them, too, like uh, like Cops and the Punisher logo. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, those motherfuckers know that ain't for them. Exactly. I, I don't think there's a lot of self-awareness. I, I would actually, oh, I wouldn't yeah. say delighted, but I would be happy if um, some person from that community tried to engage me in a discussion so I could hopefully be a positive influence in that person. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's easy. It's very easy to, like to just draw a line in the sand and be like, oh, I hate this and this, you know, but I think it's difficult to try to have conversations with people who, you know, I, I try to, you can be wrong (laughs) for the right reasons. Yeah, sure. Oh, there are a lot. And I think you see a lot of that too. Cause like, I don't, you know, we'll stay away from politics, but I don't have a lot of faith in, you know, these institutions that are clearly not serving the general population. Mm -hmm. It's not made for us. It's made, you know, and so I understand how a person might have a strong opinion. It's made for like 50 old white dudes. But they yeah. have no, a lot of times they have no empathy. They have no community. You know, they're, they're not trying to do anything or be of service to something. They're just trying to destroy. Right. And um, I think that's irresponsible. And, um, yeah, I actually yeah, talk exactly. a lot about um, like the difference between um, what you're against and what you're for. Because a lot of politics now is just what you're against. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, well, what are you for? Like, right. you know. And the things that you're demonizing other people for is the things that they're trying to give to you. Mm. (laughs) Like, you demonize me for thinking that you deserve health care. That seems weird. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it's important to to, to keep the issues as political issues that you have opinions on and, and, and not necessarily that these ideas are who you are. You know, especially lately, it's been so easy to just... Uh, 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 embrace an idea so strongly that that becomes everything about your identity. Oh, for sure. And, and, I, and I, then it becomes, I come close to falling into that too because I sure. came from that like, you know, like I was so into punk rock that it was everything about me. You, but I, 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 I have enough self-awareness now to where you're very, I don't allow that. You're very passionate about news um, and then uh, of course having family members who are, are currently kind of uh, caught up in this culture war. Being attacked? Exactly. It's very easy to, to have to face that every day and therefore kind of becomes part of who you are but, but no, i don't let it be my entire personality exactly and, and i don't because i still it, like I, to laugh about goofy shit too well and that's the thing it's like <laughs> you you know you still are very uh open about your your interests and things you're passionate about yeah. you know music comedy uh uh you know uh cannabis you know there, there, there are things exactly you know you've got a, a pretty healthy <laughs> funko pop collection if we want to get into your, your geek culture you There's know, a lot. You know, like that. That's that, that's like you know, like I. You obviously, I'm I'm a very very out and outspoken leftist. Sure. But but people, you know, you talk about what's Hilton into comics and video games or the yep. kind of shit that comes up. You know, I'm a big geek. You know. Oh, speaking of, so I just thought of when you said a lot of people are wrong for the right reasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good way of describing how I feel about normal people that get into cults. Mm-hmm. Because ninety percent of them are built around That's like really generous. It, well, the people that get into them, not the people that start them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The people that start them are straight fucking grifters and monsters. Yeah. But the people that get into them, most cults are built built around some sort of self help or something like that. Some sort of like building around you know bettering yourself for humanity. So people go into it yeah. with good intentions that are then very much exploited. I, I think that, that that statement could be applied in a lot of places. Absolutely. I think that it's, it's, it's obviously a strange time to be alive. Well, and <laughs> yeah. people are looking for a group. They're looking for, you know, like you said, it's in our DNA. We're a tribal species. And um, a lot of these ideas, I think, propagate from um, 
<clears throat> being chronically online is one where, you know, you're constantly, you're engaged in this thing. Cause I, you know, I have a, uh, couple different sources of income, but one of them is a, a vending business. And so I find myself in these little bitty towns and I hear some of the craziest shit you could imagine, you know, and this person is like, this is their reality, mm-hmm. but on a person to person level, this is not my enemy. This is, you yeah. know, somebody's like uncle at Thanksgiving. who's about to tell you how it really is with the <laughs> government, you know? And, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, their, their intentions, I, I try, you know, I'm not a pious person, but I try not to judge anybody. And if I do, it's usually based on their intentions. You know, I mean, there are unforgivable ideas and uh, mm-hmm. things that you can do that, you know, I think it speaks a lot to your character. But for the most part, you know, we don't have as much in a difference as opinion. Or, <clears throat> let me rephrase that. We're not as different from each other as people are have been fed. The narrative yeah. of like, you know, divide and conquer is not new. And they want people um, mad at each other over... I hate to say it, but like arbitrary things. Some of them are very important. Some of them Mm -hmm. we really need to talk about. But a lot of the things that people obsess over, um, you know, they have a real strong opinion on this like one subject or whatever. And it it doesn't matter, man. There's like 8 billion people on the planet. There's like space aliens. Like there's an infinite galaxy. (laughs) And, you know. I hope there are. I want to meet. There, there I are. want to fucking hang out with the aliens. Well, you, not, you, you probably shouldn't get me started on that subject. <laughs> they're, they're not coming around while we're caught in these culture wars. No, they, they're, they're too stupid. They for them. They're like, yeah, it's strange that here. they don't just want to come on down and say hello. Yeah, no, no, they know. They're it's like, funny that something that looks different from us would want to stay away. They're like, hey, you know, have you seen those guys? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the way they treat anyone with the slightest difference? Yeah, anything different? <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, xenophobia is not going to treat us very well. <laughs> Uh, okay, should we but get yeah. into the goofy shit? Yeah, we should. We okay, should. Okay, we, t- we watched a couple of trailers. By the way, uh, we'll get back into it in the plug section, but do go check out Groucho. Uh, it is on Spotify, the full 2016 album. Is that right? The yeah, we've got a self titled one. We've got self titled and we've got an EP we put out in like 2020. 2021. I was gonna say, though, there's that's only full length, but there's several mm-hmm. singles, correct? Yeah, okay. And we have like a full length right now, but we're you know, nobody's like waiting. <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to release it a little bit at a time. Hell yeah. You know, yeah, it's just sort of a strategy, you know, but it, it was That's recorded. That's a new way session. of doing it too, you know, like, like uh, I feel like bands are doing mm-hmm. that kind of across the board right now. It's like, you got the album done and you're like, here's a couple songs. Okay, here's the rest of the album. Well, you need to. And then, you know, so like you'll see a band, they'll release like, so we will release the, just the meat and potatoes, like, you know, three and a half minute version of it uh, here in like a month or whatever. And then, yeah. you know, we've got some um, retracking of, we have a song called Bob Lazar, which is literally about like, aliens you know it's called the truth is out there is the short version but um you know nice. you know uh we've got an, another version of that alternate universe version and i think our strategy is just to release stuff over and over again um i can see you know metrics on my phone and you know we got like a thousand plays this week which is a lot for a, a regional band you know? absolutely and then the week yeah. before you know and you can you know so if you just keep doing it i'm sure it's like podcast people you just it's don't you love looking at analytics sort of yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's kind of a motivation because you know i mean it I'm, can be but it can also be fucking maddening whenever you like implement strategies and you see like a, just a plateau and you're like god damn it that was me giving it my all you're like how do you fucking crack this god damn it <laughs> yeah uh but yeah, then there's other yep. times where you're like, you know, you see that rise and you're like, fuck yeah, okay, here's results. This yeah, is exactly. Great. Occasionally you see those jumps and it shows that uh, the work does pay off. You just, it shows that even though you don't talk to us, you're out there. You just never get to stop working. <laughs> uh, speaking of working or, oh, or pretending to work, I, I don't, I don't, 
I, listen here. I liked this movie better when it was the last Starfighter, but if, Gran Turismo. If exists. I was if I was sixteen, I would probably be stoked on this because I the idea Do of 16 like sixteen year olds play Gran Turismo. No, I meant the idea of like being able to play a game that would then get you a chance to do the thing in real life. Like if I was 16 and you were like, you could play NBA 2K good enough to be on the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'd be like, hell yeah. To control like an avatar. I'm going to throw up bricks when I'm on the Thunder because it does not translate. Well, you know, I've played a little VR recently for my first time in the last couple of weeks. And it's funny how much confidence I have right now. I think I could just wield a knife and a zombie. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were talking about like, racing for a second. I'm no, like, I've been like, you know, shooting zombies in uh, Resident yeah. Evil. And um, you're you know, like, I'm a tactical genius. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Don't fuck with a me. A lot of hubris. Going I will on clear right a room so fucking fast. Oh, yeah. Throw a <laughs> knife at this zombie and hit him in the head. No, I will say that like with when it comes to modern like racing, especially if you have money, the racing games, like mm. it can be pretty similar to a full on like simulation of actual driving. Well, that's kind of the plot. Is, so this <laughs> yeah. kid loves video games and he plays great. Gran Turismo. He loves and he, racing games. And he has a setup at home. He doesn't seem to play anything else. No, no. Yeah, exactly. But he's got a racing wheel and the whole setup so that he can racing wheel. He can do like a simulation style. It's like the, what do they call it? Like a haptic? Uh, haptic feedback? Or, or, yeah, yeah, like the, the chair moves, moves and, and stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like on a semi-rounded bottom. And, and he acts as got though round he, bottom. he treats it like he's training to drive and he is for real. He has mocked uh, uh, accurately as yeah, far yeah, yeah. as we're concerned. <laughs> um, but then, Accordingly uh, and justly. Uh, but then there is a, he learns of a contest where through playing Gran Turismo 7, you can win a chance to race for real. In a, in a real, probably $400,000 car. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Bloom is the... Uh, Where David Harbour tells you straight up, you might die. Yes. David Harbour is brought in to train them, uh, to train <laughs> the winners uh, by Orlando Bloom, who has set up this contest. Orlando Bloom was in this movie? I literally did not notice I, that. I, I wondered if it was him. Like, I, you know, I saw the trailer. I, 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 was like, I Honestly, that's so funny to me that I watched that whole trailer and I had no fucking idea that Orlando Bloom was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's how forgettable this movie. Well, there was there was no hobbits or um, uh, That's pirates. That's true. If you so, yeah, if he's not in a cause, if he's in street clothes, I have no idea. It's Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nobody knows what he really looks like when, when he's not swashbuckling or or yeah. adventuring. Um, Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom in street clothes. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, you guys are recognizing him because of the mustache. No, mm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I just, um, this is a ridiculous concept. Um, uh, Orlando and uh, uh, David Harbour are probably going to be wasted. Uh, but then I saw something here that made it all make sense. And okay. I don't know if you guys understand the importance of this. Neil Blankenkamp? Neil Blomkamp. Oh, Blomkamp. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I don't give a fuck because he is the director that has ruined video game movies. Oh, wow. That's his thing, huh? For years. Um uh, oh, he did District Nine. Oh, did he not? I thought he was the guy that did. Um, did was, is he produced that? Oh, are- no, I'm thinking of Uwe Boll. Who's that? Uwe Boll is the guy <laughs> that did Blood Rain. He did like some of the lesser Resident Evil movies. Oh. He, he did um, a bunch of video game movies that are crap. I thought all the done. Resident Evil movies were bad. I, I think there's one good one. I think it's funny that there was an incredible amount of rage directed to this person. It was for something that he No, didn't totally. <laughs> totally, you were totally, totally. You wrong. were real mad at him. That's, I, I, this guy's a piece yeah, of shit. The, no, no. Who's Neil Blomkamp? Oh, District 9. 
Yeah. You yeah know, I, no, say, I thought Elysium was all right. Was it? Because District 9, I, I'm, no, I'm still mad. Uh, you I were? Like, I did not like District 9. What? No, I didn't like that. Or, or, or Chappie. Chappie was bad, too. Chappie was basically the same goddamn movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Except, it, except it had those uh, the two awful people from that. I don't uh, like the way you did that with your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It had, um. what's what's the name of that shitty techno duo? That uh, uh, oh, oh, oh they, Die Antwerp. Yeah, Die Antwerp were in there. Those, oh, yeah. Those yeah. two apparently are, like, real not good They, folks. like, kidnapped a kid or some shit. No, right? they, like, adopt people, like, with developmental disorders to, like, put them in their videos. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, so, that's okay. different. That's, that's that's like, much worse than I thought you were going to say. No, it's not chill. Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, they're not not okay. Uh, yeah, I think they're, they show up in District 9, if I remember, you know, but... Do they? Okay. Yeah, but for what it's worth, I mean, we were joking about how... It's Peter Jackson Humans will react to, like, you know, E.T. life, and I think District 9 is the decent representation of I liked District happen. 9, I remember. I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't like uh, any... I, Elysium was cool, you know, because, like, yeah. um, it, it just, yeah, it was a, it was a cool concept. I, I think. mean, I need to revisit it then, because I thought I remembered liking it. I don't. But I also, didn't see I'm dumb. It's like the ultra wealthy. They live in like a uh, did not know, orbiting Elysium. little paradise, and then you know all the peons are down here on Earth, scrounging around for the you know table scraps. That makes sense because obviously District Nine was also very heavy on uh, you know thematic uh, allegory, class mm. war, uh, class war exactly. Uh, I but I, I I really wanted a cool alien story, and I didn't get that. They never <laughs> they never get alien movies right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't even it wasn't. I I was just a fool. I I gotta admit because I I was going in there wanting a Star Wars movie, and mm. I was getting you know a, a, you know. I like that it's got his three commercial credits in here. They're like. Let him know about the commercials I did. We Put them on my content. wiki. Yeah. <laughs> well, anybody can edit it, but he's like, yeah, but, but my wife did. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to take it out. I'm not going to take it out. My oh. wife wants everybody to know that I did the 2003 Crab Nike commercial. I see that. Yeah. Alive with Technology, uh, a brand I don't even recognize. C4, so it's an explosive. Citrion oh. C4, that's the brand. That's mm -hmm. great. That's a oh, car. Oh, it's a car. Um, Small family car. So he's on he's oh, on shoes, for, cars, and, and Gatorade. Yeah, okay. And rain. Oh no, way. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, that's the title of the commercial. The commercial. I want to know about the the, the see, Nike I, commercial I, entitled "Just listen, Crab." Crab. <laughs> putting it's called Crab. Putting a title on your commercials. <laughs> my reaction when I first heard this guy's name was accurate. I'm going back to it. Like, <laughs> like just straight up anger. Blanket statement. Yeah, it was the right choice. Um, so anyway, um, I'm not. I'm probably not going to see Grand Tour. No, you know they have they have to give them titles and stuff because there's like awards for commercials. So there's somebody that's like for best lighting. No, it should it should all in be. an automobile commercial. The nominees are that, Crab, that <laughs> Nike commercial, that Gatorade commercial, that commercial for the C4, the company. one where the guy says <laughs> no, the, the one where the guy says. Bob, we had a baby eats a boy. <laughs> no, no, because uh, I'm going to instate a rule. What? One commercial per brand per year. One commercial per brand per year. What's That's that it. mean? Only, oh, they can only you make can one? only make one commercial per year. Gatorade only gets one a year. They already used it this year. And why should terrible. they? Don't use it on Berry Blast. We've got fucking my, Mountain Ice shyster coming down if you I, if you switch those flavors and colors i would never know the difference yeah for sure like, yeah. i like don't know what uh white any of the like, like if any yeah. of the white or bluish ones they're all the same mm -hmm. yeah, like if you gave me a, a if you gave me like a blue one and a red one i would probably be able to tell I, you i could taste yellow with a gun in my head like <laughs> classic you oh know, classic lemon lime yeah, oh for sure, exactly. for sure for sure for sure that's yeah i can imagine that yeah, yeah that's wow that's 
Huh. That one's that one's uh, ingrained. I for honest, sure because the taste of lemon lime Gatorade makes me think of being makes me remember being bad at sports. It makes me think of getting yelled at by <laughs> yeah uh, board, by coach yeah bored middle aged thirty guys yeah. I wish we I wish I was drinking a lemon lime Gatorade instead of talking about the Gran Turismo movie a few minutes ago. <laughs> oh wow, and I don't like lemon lime Gatorade. It's the worst one. But you still agree, right? For sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this movie is clearly not made for us. Yeah. <laughs> this is not, not. We are not its target demographic. Are you guys racing game guys at no. all? No. No, you're not racing game at all? I, I mean, I did back in the day. I used to play, uh, you know, your uh, your Mario Kart. That's cool. Your, uh, your uh, Mario Kart's like Rad Racer. Your, yeah. your like Cruising USA. Your uh, yeah, you would, uh, F-Zero. Your F's zero. F's zero. <laughs> so I, I have a confession. I do not play video games like that, but I do constantly work on, you were talking about, you, you knew a word that I should know, but in the in the vending side of my life, um, you know, you repair games. So mm, like, nice. you know, it's CCs or whatever. They're going to have like a platform that's like rumbling in VR headsets and stuff like that. So by that admission, I do play racing games more than I, I care to think about. You got to <laughs> fix them or, you know, or work yeah, yeah, on them yeah. or whatnot. So. so you're not much of a gamer, but you have to play them just through like testing. You know, just, yeah. Make sure it works. No, I, I, I have a healthy, like, I think I have a healthy relationship with video games because I don't really play all the time. But like, say, the new Legend of Zelda. I, I've played a lot of Zelda games in my lifetime. So, you know, I will carve out X amount of hours over the next six months to just kind of play on my like little Nintendo Switch. See Hilton's tat there? Okay. Zelda guy. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, like that was that, that to be completely honest, uh, Groucho has a song that is named Zelda. Um, and I grew up playing like the original one and link, you know, I've played most of the major titles, but, nice. but that's like really the only game I play. It's nice. kind of, you know, I don't like, I'll play Skyrim or something like that. If I'm, it just, you know, Have one you day seen the video online where the guy it's one guy and he took, was it Ocarina of time Hilton? Um, where he did the prog rock version. Oh yeah. yeah. Wasn't it Ocarina of time? Mm -hmm. So awesome. he, he's like, it's the music from Ocarina of time, but if it was a prog rock band and it's objectively fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I would 100% say that some of the music I've written in my lifetime is inspired by Zelda. Fuck. Yeah. yeah nice. Especially and you're doing, stuff, you're yeah. doing a lot more like, um, score work, right. Or, or mm -hmm. is that what you'd call it? I, yeah, I, 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 scoring. I will <laughs> <laughs> put it like this. I don't text my girlfriend and say like, Hey, I got a score tonight, baby. You yeah. Um, like I got to write music for this movie, but that's what it's called, you know? And that's been a, that has been a, uh, really, you know, awesome thing that has sort of developed in, in my life. And it really was just, you know, you'd watch these trailers. Like I have all those drum packs. So I have like the Hans Zimmer, dun, 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 dun. I could make this trailer. Fuck yeah. And eventually, um, you know, I got kind of got sick of being like, well, I could do that when you're watching it. And yeah. I just kind of wanted to start trying. Just and, do it. Yeah. Yeah. That. And I started doing that, you know, uh, probably about a decade ago, but like really taking it seriously, like maybe like, you know, five, seven years ago. Um, and it's been a, it has opened a lot of doors and I'm like, really, I just did something, uh, through Viet's, um, you know, their, their production company would change their name to pursuit films. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we just, Which, did yeah, they came out, they came out with the press release and everything now. So yeah, officially, uh, uh, they, they are pursuit films. Yeah. We did a, we, they did a thing for Sesame street. I'm yeah, really was telling us about that. Proud of that, you know, but like, uh, it's not music that I would, like, hey, you know, yell at, yell at somebody from the other room. Hey, come here and check out this riff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I sent that to you. We, we probably have it to um, to pull up, actually. Um, 
I've always loved that that idea of just being able to like play music that's not you know you're not handcuffed to writing a song with a lot, that structure of a song. Yeah, like a lot of times we were saying like before um, before you know I have a very eclectic taste in music. I think you you know probably everybody at the table does, and I just I want oh, here we go. I want a genre hop. Yeah, taking nature walks with my family here in the fields of Oklahoma. Being in nature makes my body feel very calm and peaceful. My name's Wistotsi. I'm 11 years old, and the people in my family are my mom, my dad, and my brother. I'm proud to be a Native American. My name was Stotsy, yeah. means star that came It's, you know, it's, it's got some car commercial stuff in the middle. My mom, when they're picking up my name, um, had two really good It's a really healthy names. creative outlet. And it's also challenging. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. It is, yeah, because like I this last, on this particular thing, the producer, and the whole team was like, extreme, they're, they're awesome. I love working with them, really professional. But there's a part in the middle, I knew what it needed. I knew that it needed happy-go-lucky acoustic guitar. And I just tried to worm out of it. So I sent him like three or four different things. I was like, well, what do you think about this? And, uh, you know, I was trying to be a little too artsy. Yeah, the and thing. they were like, just It, give it me just the needs thing. the thing. You know yeah. what it needs. Like these trailers <laughs> you're watching, you know what it needs. It needs big cinematic drums, and it needs a, a guy saying, next summer. That's <laughs> oh, what I missed that original guy. What was his name? Dan uh, something? Oh, I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll see, pull it up. Uh, did, there was a movie they did uh, based around that world of uh, it was called like In a World. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so the other thing that you did, Don Lafontaine. Don. Classic Don Lafontaine. Yeah, sure, sure. In a world. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! I would love to do that shit. In a world. In a world. You guys are pretty good at where it. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Breaks his ankle while being OT8. In, in the worst possible <laughs> world where Tommy's injured on set. Five foot four Tom Cruise on a milk crate. <laughs> in a world where um, overgrown little the, boy Tom Cruise. When you did the, how many times have you done the live uh, music at Circle? Uh, Was that just the one time that you did that? No, I've done it three times. Oh, okay. Three or four. Three or four they, That's the thing that I really want to come to when you do it again. Hey, you should come out, yeah. That seems really, really fucking cool. We talked about doing it in the summer, maybe even outdoors. Um, oh, you know, fun. They contacted me a couple years ago and uh, really, you know, hey, do you want to do this? Like the guy, one of the guys from uh, Jacob Fred Jazz Odyssey has done it and a couple other people oh, have sweet. done it. You know, do you want to do the Halloween thing where, you know, uh, you play on an organ? And so I said yes before I really knew what I was <laughs> getting into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went in to kind of try and play like, that around. That sounds fun. Fuck. <laughs> it's, ni- it's 90 minutes of the organ. And I was wow. like, I can't do this. I cannot. <laughs> you know, it's it's 2021 at the time, you know. So, like, times have changed, you know, in the attention span. So, uh, you know, I had, like, maybe three or four months, and I kind of started exploring. I used the – I call it the Mark Rebellet machine. It's like a looping yeah, yeah. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can use that in, like – Do you know who that is, Hilton? No. The Mark uh, – Mark Rubelet or Rubelet? Uh, yeah. I don't know. How to say. He's a very strange gift to humanity. Um, He's that guy that does like all the looping videos in his underwears. He, I, 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 I there's one specific video I saw oh, of him okay. a couple years ago. Um, anyway, but that machine he uses, uh, it's a Boss RC five hundred five, 
but it's pretty, you know, it's like a recording studio, like Branded in real segment. time, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you track your thing, you, you, you know, you, you record it and it's a loop or you can set it to where it doesn't loop. So you could just like play infinite leads over it and stuff. And I kind of started toying around with that and brought in a lot of sense and stuff. And we sort of built this, um, foundation of like, you know, it's, it's the future, you know? So I don't think a lot of people are expecting in Nosferatu, like for it to get hit by like some intense, like drum machine and stuff. Right. And, it's been cool. I'm really grateful is, to do that. Yeah, yeah. when I'm uh, seeing all the like uh, the posts about that, I was like, man, I need to I need to check that out next time because that's some stuff that like I would have loved to have been you know in in doing uh, when I was still playing music all the time. I did it the first year by myself, um, and that was like just stupid of me. Like it was just this, this terrible, like stressful experience. Like, what if yeah. the drum machine turns was off, another? You know? Oh yeah, so it, I see what you mean. But you know, this not next having year, any any backup. Yeah, I had like a. I, I did have a backup guy. This um, it's a, it's a friend of mine named Mike. Um, him and I are like actually open up some rehearsal spaces together soon. You know, oh, nice. sweet. Um, but. He's a very talented musician, very talented um, audio engineer. Um, he's done like a lot. Of, he has a lot of experience in that world too. He's done like stuff for like Netflix and commercials and stuff. So I kind of explained to him what my idea was, and he's sort of, a, you know, obliged as an auxiliary position. Some real drums or someone's playing some synth because to keep the keep sound happening for ninety the, minutes yeah, the entire real time is stressful as shit. Yeah, you know, so pressure's on. You can't fuck up. I would use like thirty seconds of ambient noise, and I that way I can like reset and like delete all these things I just recorded. Because one thing that was really important to me was that I wasn't going to. I don't want to do it and just hit play like spacebar and be like, mm. "Hey, I made this." You know, stand there. So I want to make it in real time. So there's a lot of organic. You know, it's very it's it's improv. The whole time is yeah. improv because I'd go watch these guys play the organ for like Saturday morning cartoons up there. They do that like once a month, you know, like old time uh, piano mm -hmm. with yeah. like a 15 minute black and white thing. And yeah. It's really cool in a short burst, but for 90 minutes. Yeah, that's, a, that's a long haul. Yeah. Oh, well, man, and you think about it, you know, like when you're seeing like a show, you know, you see a, a, a musical or something where there's like an orchestral, you know, the orchestra's mm -hmm. in the pit and like, uh, you know, the, the for the most part, the people in the show, they uh, none of them are out there for the entirety, mm -hmm. uh, you know. But, uh, like, I've done musical theater on both sides. I've been in the orchestra. I've been in right. the – and when you're in the pit – you're there, you know, you're, you're not seen, but you're playing the whole time. Uh -huh. You're doing the entirety of the show. So you're not really getting those breaks except for the brief moments where the trumpet section's not playing in this song or whatever. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I, so yeah, it's, it's a whole different level of, um, not necessarily stress. Yes. Stress, but, um, um, pressure because yeah, like, like you said, you don't get to like go backstage and do a, a wardrobe change or, right. I wore a robe this last one because we did <laughs> we did a movie Haxon, which is um, it's about witchcraft. Okay. Oh wow! I don't think I've seen it's, that. Uh, yeah. You know, it's 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 actually a really interesting movie. It's a hundred year old movie. And oh shit! That's why it's like uh, <laughs> missed that premiere. Did yeah, you? Like, I, I don't think I've seen but a couple of those yeah. uh, the century old movies. It's so, like a fake documentary kind of thing. You should you should wait, check it out sometime. The man. original was, mockumentary. Uh, it might actually really be because it's like a that's a, interesting. It's a documentary, yeah. so to speak, over witchcraft through the ages, and um, you know they had well, to film all these scenes, and it was like I I, I don't want to quote anything right now, but I think it was like <laughs> a like insanely expensive film to make at the time, and like nobody really understood if it was 
like telling a story for real. Fi- yeah, yeah. You know, people didn't really wow. get you know. on that Orson Welles shit, the War of the Worlds shit, the the original Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Damn, I fell for that shit so hard. Oh, yeah. I did too. Actually, did I you like, really? Just real, the camera's shaking and shit. Oh, we thought <laughs> it was so. Re- they did a good job, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Though, well, you hadn't seen anything like that. I'm saying for real, you know, and that's kind of the way this that's thing was, is. Yeah. Uh, and we I've, weren't we weren't hip to like the the internet trickery yet. Mm-hmm. No, it was a different time. Sure, the fuck was. Yeah. And my friend, I never forget, uh, my best friend, Joe, uh, rest in peace. He, uh, was living way out in Broken Arrow, like County line, Broken mm-hmm. Arrow. Right. So his backyard was basically fucking woods. Yeah. <laughs> we were all, there, yeah. we're all in his house, like looking up this shit on the internet before the movie came out, like mm-hmm. just getting scared as a motherfucker. <laughs> like let's all eat mushrooms and go in the backyard and get real scared. We're like, why would you do that? <laughs> it's yeah. Witch, let's man, just yeah. be really scared for like four hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm grateful for all the bad trips I've had in my life. Uh, Come out of it a little, little stronger. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I can get through that. I, I can get through this, you know, broken oh, yeah. arm or whatever. Yeah, hang on to the grass and cry. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's spinning. Go, it's going so fast. Yeah. I'm on a ball of dirt flying through space. Hell yeah. Surfing. <laughs> uh oh yeah we also watched a trailer for dune part two i didn't realize that i needed to have seen dune part one by now uh, to understand I, the trailer I for dune part really two. felt like i let people down um uh, i want to apologize to my coach and my teammates <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, everybody uh, i let down <laughs> dennis uh, villeneuve i'm sorry I, I did not see your vision come to life <laughs> before i could see the next part of your vision you i should. do now want to watch the first one more though. you yeah, should I, if i was in y'all's position because i'm um i'm a bit i actually thought dune was amazing i thought it was like not right. good it was amazing okay excellent when the, when they're gonna do the second one or whatever you sh- i'm sure they're gonna reshow the first one. Oh yeah you should go see it see and then it in the next theater week, yeah. you said that one, off yeah. off off mike you said you really see stressed the to see it in the theater um if possible. i was yeah i mean like i'm I'd see an IMAX, bro. Like it, it really? was, it's, oh, it was intense, man. It was an incredible experience. Like, I mean, it was meant, the media was meant to be consumed like that. Like, you know, um, whatever, if a person's a tool fan, you know, and um, you're trying to show it to them on a laptop, they're like, it's cool, I guess, whatever. Mm. But like, if you were there, you know, at, you know, at that impressionable age yeah. and you were like getting blown away by lasers and fire, <laughs> you know, the experience is different. And I'm saying, you know, you would do yourself a service to go see Dune in the theater. Hell yeah. Yes. I remember, uh, I haven't read the book and, and you know, obviously we, we, we haven't seen the, the newest movie, uh, part one or two. Um, but uh, I do remember the original film, uh, uh, and and the one thing that I definitely that that made me think back to that in this uh, was that Sting was in this. No, I'm kidding. Was that John Luke Picard was in it? Right. The, 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 yeah, he was. Was the, um, the the level of world building is mm. is this really? Uh, I was excited to go see part one watching this part two trailer because I was like, wow, look at the care in this world. Yeah. You know, the level of costuming, the level of detail in the settings, uh, even in the little bits of dialogue, you know, he discussed water, uh, uh, Paul Atreides did with, uh, I don't, I don't know her name. Um, Zendaya. Uh, I don't know her uh, character's name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Zendaya's character. Um, I, and he talks about, well, imagine water and he's talking to her about swimming and, and just that, that concept of being, of swimming being so alien to someone that it would be described to them. Well, Oh, I, I think I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I just, it just, it's, it's so enticing. The, the music in that film, um, you know, I know that Hans Zimmer went out of his way to try to create, alien music mm. i mean so like the language and the singing and the chanting 
it's uh, it's scales that I have not really heard a lot of, and it's to to reinforce what you're talking about. The you know, that is the universe. Like, yeah. what would music sound in ten thousand years on another planet with like uh, you know these sort of family cultures that have like you know this this family sort of controls this planet and so forth. You know, so uh, as they go from one planet to another planet, there's like some throat singing or like um, oh yeah, it's really cool, man. Like yeah, I'm, I, fa- I sound that. like I was a paid spokesperson, but I, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the film. Well, and and I love that though because that level of when something is is so gripping to someone that they explain it in that kind of detail and and they say things like you know go see it in the theater yeah. you know like yeah, yeah. It's, it's i i it's it's that to me is is a that'll a, get me more than such a ring endorsement yeah that'll get me more than a lot of other stuff usually who gives a shit about avatar you should go see dune fucking a i actually wholeheartedly agree yeah. uh, i cannot find anything to make me care about that franchise no i don't i don't care at all i i you know, the, the 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 fact that i know the new one i was so bored a, at the first one uh, really? As I, we, went, we went to see it on Christmas. It's like a thing some of my family does, the newer one. Cool. You know, so we got dragged to this thing. And my girlfriend, uh, she leans over, and she just immediately noticed the papyrus font. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's like, it's. it's there's neat. a whole thing where, like, James Cameron's like, I didn't even know it was papyrus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that about that either. But yeah. she was like, hey. There's this- an interview where they, like, talk to it, and they're like, what's up with this bullshit font? <laughs> if this font's anything like the rest of the movie, then, yeah, yeah. we're good. <laughs> we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like beloved, beloved new franchise, yeah. terrible font. Yeah. I will say. Uh, it matters. I yeah, do yeah, like. Yeah. Did you ever listen to the band, uh, The House Harkonnen? Dude, yeah, I was, I was literally telling my girlfriend about that the other night. I was, yeah. That guy made a joke one time that I use in my sets too, but it was like there was nobody in the house. You know, like it was like the other band watching them play and they were just fucking killing it. Just like the heaviest. They're so like, good. Yeah, and uh, at the end of the song, he was like, thanks, uh, we wrote this next song while we were playing that last one. And then they just went into, <laughs> <laughs> they just jumped into a big, you know, like, a, like a heavier shit. thing that was like even heavier and doomier. Yeah, cool. if you've never, if you like heavy, uh, heavy stuff, uh, check out the House Harkonnen. Are they still going? I was. I don't think so. I, I've literally thought about a, a podcast idea. I mean, you guys should use this for like a little segment, but like bands that should have made it. Like, oh you yeah, know what I mean like you know, there's all these like bands like Fair the, to Midland, the Feds, yep. you know the what I mean? Feds, like, yeah. all these bands that I know that you and I are both like you know grew up. Uh, I I probably play music because of like Shamrock and the Feds. And yeah, some of these like uh you know I I just jam in Telgunner the other day. I've made my oh. ro- my roommate a fan of them, and he's like, well, when can you see these guys live? And I was like, never, you never. Yeah, I don't like I don't even to be honest, I don't know if and, and anything about any of the members. Uh, the guy that played bass was um, Chris. Chris, Chris yeah, Brown. yeah, he's sort of associated with uh, a lot of the. My my other friends, but I don't really know much about him. I hope mm-hmm. he's doing all right. Yeah, I know uh, Matt's not really playing much anymore. No, nah. uh, he just got married recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's wild, man. Uh, Fair to Midland's another one. Like, like they got signed to Surge's label mm-hmm. uh, from System of a Down, and still, you know, didn't make it. Like they Dar- had the one album. Dare was a really kind guy. I I had an old band called King Cobra. What an amazing style he had well, it was it was something that you had to behold like, yeah you know what i mean again you're talking about things that do or don't do justice in the wrong media um i watching those guys play in like a room full of 10 or uh 500 people yeah was always like it was like watching a guy get electrocuted on stage and that's why you're like how did they not make it i know yeah i i've i heard a story that they upstaged some band one time you know on um one of those festival gigs they were like the opening act and you know dara was like hanging from the rafters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I heard that, you know, there's, there's so much. He only had one speed though. It's yeah. like on, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like and he turned it off after I, uh, talking to him. He was such a nice yes. guy, man. 
yeah, that's that sucks. But I, I really think somebody should do a special over that. You know, like just bands that should have or could have but didn't. I call it whatever you want. Well, but, if you ever want to start a podcast, we got a little network you can be on. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> hey, man, I, I mean, I, I would do like a uh, a short run. You yeah, know, like, like a little mini series. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. It'd be fun to have a couple stop. people on. Yeah. Um. Okay. Dune. Let's see it. Let's watch it. Yeah. Let's, make, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. You want to read the book too? No. It's <sighs> man, that's a big ask. I'm just saying we could just. Is what, it on Audible? Well, Maybe. I, I, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious sure how long it is, it is on audio. But. Um. Oh man. Because uh, Dune's one of those things that the, the when when people get into it, they get into it. Yeah. Like yeah. They, I, can, I think it was Game of Thrones. I got that on there. That's like 40 hours on Audible on really? audiobook. Unfinished. And like, you're like Jesus. I just read the Dark Tower series on audiobook, which is like Stephen King's magnum opus. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Do you feel weird about saying you read a book after you listened to it? So I actually was anti-audiobooks up until, I would say, six, nine months ago. But a person made a very valid point one time, and they said, you know, you do realize that throughout the majority of human history, people have absorbed this media, like, through storytelling. Like, a lot of people could not read. Yeah. You know? So there would be, like, a guy who did read it too. Yeah, you know, you, and, and that was enough for me to be like, oh, I guess my I need to reevaluate my idea. My whole yeah. thing was that I want to take in this information. I want to, I want to get what's in this book, but the amount of time that I have to literally physically hold a book in my hands is so small. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Uh, but the amount of time where I'm driving or doing dishes yep. or doing chores or, you know, whatever else, that's a much bigger window where I can still take in that information while doing other shit yeah. and then still feel like I got the book. But I do, there's that weird thing where I feel like I have to like asterisk like, oh yeah, I read that book. I mean, I listened to it on Audible. Got and it. I'm like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I, I, I felt the same way. I actually just... Uh, I put Dune in my little library. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. How long was it? Hours, so. 21? That's not yeah. too bad. The Dark Tower, the seventh one, I think was like close to 30. You yeah. Know, it's just a massive thing. You know, so. For me, the biggest thing about uh, audiobooks was realizing how much of that weight is on my shoulders to make sure that I'm listening properly. I rewind, rewind, rewind. I'm driving, phone phone call. Somebody sends a text message. Yeah, yeah I'm not paying. It's like if I scammed 10 pages on a book and didn't lead or read any of it, you know. Well, and, and especially transitioning from listening to music to audiobooks for the first time, I was so used to you put on music and you're just vibing Doing other shit, yeah. Audiobooks, you, I, I kind of had to learn attention. to be like, okay, it's audiobook time. I'm going to consciously be listening. Yeah, yeah. make sure you're you know? listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll occasionally still find myself being like, God damn it, you weren't listening for the past four and a half minutes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. It what? was just hitting your head. The, yeah. the words were just bouncing off your brain while you were thinking about Once I shit. made that conscious decision to listen to these audiobooks, yeah. then I was like, no, that that's reading. That's yeah, I, I, sure. it, You're making that effort. You're still taking in the words just because reading happened to be the word we've been using for a lifetime. We're mm. just going to go with that. Absorbing. I think the yeah. thing that made me feel bad okay. about it was that one of the first audiobooks I ever did was David Cross's book, yeah. and he basically negs you for not reading the book in the audiobook. What a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man. Uh, never <laughs> meet your heroes. It's very funny, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's objectively funny oh, to yeah. do that in your audiobook. Be like, this is the part where there's a thing that only translates in the reading when you would have that if you read the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's see. What do we got here? Uh-oh, the writer's strike affecting shit. 
Yeah, I uh, I saw it's going to be putting a, a pause on in, on the the Marvel Blade reboot, but really just the writer strike in general is the biggest topic. Right the writer strike. The last time the writer strike really hit home was season four of The Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, season two of Heroes, same strike, but you oh know, yeah, just that, same that years. Really, I didn't give de- a fuck about Heroes. Derailed some major projects. It but made I- that season four of The Office that was so fucking strong have to end like eight episodes earlier than it should have, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's a real fucking bummer to think of like the eight episodes we could have possibly gotten at the height of when the office was like at its best. Yeah. It, it was the same period when the show was doing uh, extra long episodes because they knew how good their content was yeah. and the writers are hamstringed by this strike. And the NBC was like, yeah, let's, I mean, yeah, you can have an hour. Mm-hmm. The last writer strike I think of, I don't know if you know this or not, but um, it's the reason The Apprentice got put on TV and got greenlit. Uh, they didn't, they didn't yeah. have any like content. Yeah. And li- literally, there's a, I don't know if it's Gandhi or whoever, but there's an old quote, you know, every choice can affect 10,000 tomorrows. And um, literally, because wow. of the last writer strike. Yeah. By Donald Trump. With the fucking we, had Donald an, Trump. <laughs> we had the insurrection at the Capitol. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's serious. It's a the crazy thing the to The butterfly think about, effect yeah. is like, yeah, no, like, well, or or the the people that uh, trace it back to Seth Meyers making fun of him at the White it's, House correspondence. Yeah, dinner. it's something. It's I mean, you know, you can you can see it in the you can see it in rewind, but you can't predict it's it. It's so guys. fucking wild. Yeah, that's so insane. What a fucking terrible, terrible thing to happen to the Earth. Reality TV was. Oh yeah. Honestly, I I, I just I think it's the fucking worst. It's the absolute goddamn worst. I was on an episode and of Wife Swap. I'm not gonna be mad at you if you enjoy it because I'm not gonna pretend that I don't enjoy some of it from time to time because I would be a total hypocrite. But while I'm enjoying it, I'm like, this is such trash. I'm a fucking terrible person. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need a bath. <laughs> Yeah. Why did I say a bath? I literally never take a bath. You do after you shower. Yeah, I need to soak. That's what it is. You got to soak. A mud bath. <laughs> I, no, I was on an episode of Wife Swap with one of my Wait, old bands. It's so stupid. How so? The music was? Do you remember? The, you were in the no, episode? No, I was in the episode. Hold uh, on. Do you Hilton, remember, are you listening to this? Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, do you remember, you know, back in the day, I was in a band called My Solstice. And, yes. Um, you know, for whatever reason, they did an episode of Wife Swap where... It was a family from Tulsa and a family from New York. And like the Tulsa kid was like a wrestler and the New York kids were like artists, you know, so they swap wives or whatever. And so now mom, you know, New York mom's going to teach the Tulsa boy about culture and all that stuff. And in the episode, um, you know, he's his unspoken ambition that he wasn't allowed to you know, pursue because he's a wrestler. Um, was music, which is ridiculous. You can do both of these things, dude. I did both yeah. of these things. <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah. So they brought him for two hobbies. They brought him for a guitar lesson, and then uh, you know we performed, and like um, you know he sang a song with us. It was it was one of the cringiest things that I've ever been involved in. <laughs> so now I have so many questions. Yeah. So, so I, I, okay. I, this is like not oh, on my resume. Question one: Was this a thing where they approached you beforehand? Yeah, yeah, okay. they, they, I think, um, man, I can make, I, I, I'm, I want to be delicate about how I tell the story because there's people involved in it that I don't really care for um, anymore. So we had a person in our life that was our <clears throat> producer, so to speak. Okay. Right? You know, we're young and we're looking to get an in. Oh, I can get you these shows. I can sign you to my record label, you know, all the right things, whatever. I have a record label. Tell me who it is off mic. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who okay. it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, you know, and so because of that, that worming and wiggling, we ended up, you know, hey, I got a big opportunity for you. you sure. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're going to be on ABC, man. Like, we had like a, you know, eventually, like, there's like a watch the party. The American Broadcasting Corporation? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you better register with BMI right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. And, you know, it was it was like I had, like, dread as it got close to airing because I remember, I remember, like, the uh, – the performance of it, you know, and they were like trying to teach this kid how to quote scream. It was during that time, if you know what I mean. So they're like, yes. pass the mic around, you scream, you scream, you know what I mean? Yes. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna scream into a microphone. That's hilarious. I'm not gonna just scream into this mic. No, like forever. I, at least at that time in my life, I had the, the foresight to understand that this was like permanent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The internet is written in ink, you know, <laughs> yeah. be there forever, man. You know, anyway, but yeah, that's my wife swap story. Oh, that's fucking insane. Uh, for the listener, Hilton had to go potty. <laughs> he doesn't want you to know that. You can find it episode. I, oh, I, I looked it up a long time ago. I was going to say what, um, what year was this? Uh, man, you know, somewhere between mm. like early two thousands, right? Yeah. Well, maybe even later, you know, I graduated, um, Oh four. So, I think it was probably 2007 to 2010, somewhere in that That's little window. so funny. The worst part of TV, yeah. So what was the New York lady like? Did you like... <laughs> Dude, I don't remember. I blanked it out. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole experience was but like... But you did the lesson with the kid? Like personally you did? I, I did one and somebody else did one. I okay. don't remember which one they aired. Um, I see. And what they, do you remember about the lesson? Um, they, okay. So like, you know, at the time period, like the iPad wasn't like part of like day to day. Right. But I yeah. remember like they had a version of that, a big brick of one of that. And, you know, so basically they, they framed everything, you know, you sit here, you sit here and, you know, like we never did a lesson. We just did like snippets and then, like, Hey, could you guys hug for us? You know, bring it in, you know? And it was like, I was, I was like so resistant. To so you didn't actually get to teach the kid shit. No, I know. And I, they used the other guy. I don't know if they decided to do one with him on the spot or if they had it, yeah. you know, but I was like, no, I'm not going to do that like this is i didn't you know i didn't have a lot of experience with uh like a high quality production time period i hadn't been around lav mics and uh, cameras and you know people pulling up in a van like you know i don't know how much experience you have with like um the film world but i mean it it makes people jaded you know right you you got friends that work on the res dog set right now and i hear them um I hear their horror stories of like, you know, these people, they're from New York and they're just like verbally abusive and yelling. So this van pulls up and they're like, we're fucking running behind, you know? And so they're staging all this stuff and trying to get the shot. And we got <laughs> like, we're, 30 we're, minutes. We're like, we fucked up. So now we're going to put, yeah. we're going to be shitty to you. We had to do, yeah, we had to like do, do film all of it in less than an hour, you know? And um, wow, it was a, it was a truly so terrible So what was the, the performance? Was it like a show that was already going to happen <laughs> and they came and filmed it or did they stage the show? It was so it was going to be a show. They were going to come out and film one of our shows. What then, was the venue? Do you remember? Uh, yes, it's the other side. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. you know, very sub, familiar, right? Sixty eighth and, and Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, so we had a show like uh, maybe a day or two before that we they were supposed to come out and film out, and it was a great turnout. You know, we like, hey man, you're going to be on ABC, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then they didn't make it. So then they had us come in on like a Sunday morning at like 11 a.m. and like set up and then pretend. <sighs> so there was like, you know, maybe 10 people there as the quote crowd, but they would just kind of like bunch them up together and then yeah. get a shot like right behind them. We're supposed to be like, you know, rocking out. Hey, you guys yeah. are rockers, rock out. All these like <laughs> you guys so are cringy rockers. stuff, man. I'm like, ugh. 
This is my favorite. It's I lo- so stupid. Like, oh, I know. It is. It's <laughs> genuinely so stupid, and I I love that it happens. Like, yeah. I I mean, I, I hate that it happens, but like hearing about it is just so funny to like, yeah. you know, just dissect it sort of and like break the veneer down of like the, what you're actually seeing. Like, that's what I, I <laughs> I'm like. I feel like I'm getting revenge on my parents for Santa Claus by tearing apart the reality shows they watch. Good, like, yeah. like when I told my dad that like storage wars was super staged and shit. And no. Like, well, like, Oh man, watching him like come to that realization was like seeing a kid realize that Santa wasn't real. Good. Well, yeah. and, and these, 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 these things where, where corporate interests come into creative spaces and just, Act grossly I like that. In a Still single happens. sentence, you nailed it, man. Still happens. Sure. So, so we got to talk about it. So, so, so that anyone out there who who gets encountered by someone in a in a in a in a current version of that same scenario can hopefully see those red flags. Yeah, I, and, and I don't know not, if I would work in those situations because I am very quick to. Uh, when verbally abused, uh, walk the fuck out. Yeah, this now this is happening. That's kind of the way I am too. Like I, I have quit jobs. Uh, like I literally, my cousin's husband at the time was my boss and disrespected me at work. And we literally got into a screaming match that ended with a series of fuck you back and forth like a movie. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And yeah. I was like, I'm the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's the only escalation you have left is that or punching a person or something, right? You know? Yeah, I'm, I, I just, I can't, the people that just, oh, okay, okay, you know, and they, uh, I, I can't understand that. Like, nobody deserves to be able to disrespect you like that. Period. No. Yeah. Period. Emotional intelligence is very important, and I think certain industries don't really, like, serve that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've, I've, been around you know a lot of my experience in the film world has been like um you know so i've I'll run audio on like documentaries and stuff like that guy holding a boom mic and um that's been really cool and i really have like some friends that i've met and it's like these super small productions but then also you know when martin scorsese's filming in town i like went to be an extra just because it was like the pandemic and mm-hmm. you know what are you gonna do man so yeah um and there yeah dude the whole there's like these people from la and you know uh, 300 excited Okies just yeah. happy to be in a Hollywood thing. And, you know, there's people yelling at them and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, it, it was, I, uh, I, I did say to one lady at one point in time, I was like, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't like really give a fuck to be here. Like, I'm, you know, it's cool, but like, this sure. is not, I'm not. Well, and they, 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 they hold that proverbial carrot of like, look, if you don't want this spot, somebody else will take it and they'll let me talk to them like and that. Like, and I'm like, fine. exactly. That's yeah. fine. I'll walk out of here with my pride and feel great about sure. it. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I'm not I like about this that story shit. better. Yeah. than the one where I got yelled at. And <laughs> yeah, I'm not about that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, and, and, and yeah, there's, there's that, that, that carrot is, is a glimmer of hope that it'll lead to something. And yeah, sure. There's that tiny infinitesimal chance, but there's also a million other chances that is are going to come and, in this and thing is it, called life. Yeah. And is it worth so, putting up with that? Exactly. Well, to tie it into like the rider strike and whatnot, I think that, you know, the system, the way it's designed, cause I mean, what anything that you're going to talk about is, you know, it's a system and that's just a word to say, well, that's how it is. But this system, um, in, you know, media and entertainment, (laughs) Hollywood and all that stuff, it's been, it's just like a monster that's been going for so long. And a lot of people don't realize like, you know, you know, when you're an extra on that thing, you know, they're paying you or whatever, but they're going to get that mileage. So they're going to do 16, 18 hour days. They're going to shoot till it's done. And the production's too expensive to just shut it down in the middle of the day, you know, but I've worked a, a lot of jobs like that, film crew jobs. We did something for PBS where, you know, the people aren't uh, familiar with the geography. So, like, they had us in Texas one night, and we did a 12-hour shoot. And then we had to drive four hours and then be up at 7 a.m. So we didn't get to the hotel at 3 o'clock in the morning. 
you know, and um, I think that wears on people, mm-hmm. you know, and that turns into just a giant fucking turd of a person. Yeah. Just, your soul is dog shit because you just never have any time for uh, self-reflection. And, you know, that's been going on for 10 years. And then you're the guy from Oklahoma who's going to get yelled at, you know. It's insane. Not fucking happening, bro. It's, we don't talk to people like that down here. The, mm-hmm. the, the chasm of the differential between the demand for arts and the appreciation mm. for arts is unfucking real. Like how blind people are to the how much they demand being entertained. Yeah. They, they have to, you know what I mean? Create something yourself. Or- it, but then th- they're like, oh, well, they don't deserve to get paid. What the fuck do these writers want? You know, whatever. Yeah. You're just writing for a dumb show. Or you're, you know, oh, you're writing jokes for Conan O'Brien and you want more money? I'm out here on a fucking oil rig or whatever. And they want to they want to conflate those kind like of Like these things are like relative things. to each other. Yeah, yeah and it's exactly. like, but. When you come home, do you not want to have the Conan show to laugh at or whatever? Yeah. Or do you not want to have – you want to have that thing. You, you're you not you, – Also, if if you're out there on that oil rig, uh, you probably are making hella money. Because sure. oil jobs, especially oil jobs where you're on location, typically pay really well. And also, if they don't, then your ass deserves to be paid more too. Yeah, exactly. Like That's I was going to say they don't necessarily because I remember my first stepdad worked in oil refineries and we did not have money. I, 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 well, exactly. So, and, and and I don't know nearly enough about the industry to, to even jump into that. But but if if then he definitely deserved to pay more. Yeah, that's the that's the constant. I think the um, the confusion there is like no 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 no. You both deserve to be paid more. That's yep. the thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not that he doesn't deserve it because you don't have it. You deserve it too. Stop making that argument that it's one or the other. That that thinking is um is a process of of a system, you know, mm-hmm. and um it's got, you know, it, it ties people down in ways they don't really realize like every human being, you know, like I think you could solve a lot of like humanity's problems with, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do it right here on <laughs> <laughs> We're ready, but no, I'm serious. If you if you just removed like if um if there wasn't if you weren't allowed to make profit out of a couple different systems like healthcare, healthcare, right, or housing. I know that right Absolutely. now, like you know, these corporate interests are moving into the housing market. It's not a good thing. No, you know it's I mean? terrible. And, and I'm not um I'm not advocating for like just full on socialism. I'm saying there should be certain things that are outside the bounds of uh, the capitalistic system. Absolutely, just a couple Prisons. things. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. These things that that really create needless suffering. You know, we've touched on uh, aliens a couple times but like for real if we were talking to aliens and they'd be like why do you have homeless people we would try to argue and be like well it's logistics you know what i mean they would tell you to go fuck yourself we could solve that problem you know oh yeah that's i'm not uh i'm not hardcore like you know uh kill them all or you know take everybody's money away from them but at the same time like when you look at like bezos or any of these people they haven't even tried to solve these problems yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand well, I, the desire I, to like want a statue or something like that. You know, I get it. You want to yeah. be a great person in history, but you know, you haven't even tried to solve these like basic issues and the system is not going <coughs> to do it. It's going to continue taking wealth from people who are well, working. And, and the core of the American dream is this idea of competition of, of sure. winning of, you know, of succeeding of, and, and the idea that, that in America we have sort of, come to terms with, uh, not to say that this is true, but we've come to terms with this false idea that our success is going to mean that somewhere, somewhere else, you know, someone is not succeeding and mm, we're yeah. okay with that. Yeah, I did and that better than they And that is not healthy. Yeah. You know, the and idea- not necessary. It's not, not necessary. exactly. We can lift each other up. We, we have the ability to solve our problems if, you know, and 
it's it's not impossible, and I don't understand why. That idea I think of somebody's just, trying to get your spot, that's another fucking toxic idea of like yeah. somebody's trying to, you know, if, if I don't hustle enough or if I don't do this, if I don't do that, someone's out to get my spot. No, like there's there's spots for everybody. It's also relentless, though, and it beats people down, like, you know, uh, the blood and water theme of the song or whatnot. We went and played the other day on the news, and that was a cool experience, but um, <clears throat> my drummer was getting calls from bill collectors while we were playing on TV. Right. Wow. Talking about, <laughs> You know, yeah. it, it never stops. And it's just, it's a system that's like, it's uh, Lord of the Flies. It's got to, it's run away. I, I wonder oh, yeah. what it'll take. It, you know, it's going to take a, I hopefully not a, um, a incredibly painful, but traumatic event, you know, for people to be able to realize like, you know, we're doing this to ourselves at some point in time. You know, we yeah. could, if you would just create profit outside of, or d deny profit in a couple systems, whether it's, uh, you know, the con Congress um, investing in stocks, you know, there's like these like 10 simple things like, hey, you know Absolutely. what, medicine is not, you know, it's yeah. not something that you should just <laughs> infinitely profit off. Oh, I have, I have said a lot of times out loud that for-profit healthcare is one of the greatest crimes against humanity yeah, ever it's terrible. committed. It really is. It's, it's literally so a crime against humanity. It, the idea of saying that if you don't have the right amount of money, you don't get healthcare. Good luck, you're on your own. Yeah. Is the most callous I, i'm uh, that's not even the right word it's, like it's not a radical idea and you know it's been aligned with um these things that i don't necessarily think are uh possible i'm not saying in a utopian society we couldn't all just like you know live in this a socialist paradise or whatnot but that's just not how humanity works and it's not going to happen and at the same time social medicine or like housing we should have that. We need that's it, attainable. We see. Yeah, it we need to merge these these ideas because people are still going to want to work hard. They're going to want to invest. They're going to want to do all that stuff, and you're not going to stop that. And um, yeah. at the same time, you know, it's just that it would require it would require the ceasing of all of the money being funneled up to the. Or, one. If a person is struggling with addiction or whatnot, there should be an avenue out that it benefits society and it gives that person, you know. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. Housing is not. It's not really that expensive. Like I don't understand why. A person like, you know, if you're Bezos, go buy a bunch of land and, um, you know, offer people a place to go. It's not going to be a subsidiary. You know, the government will probably write it off. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not going to try to even take on homelessness, but I'm just saying the, nobody's the, tried. The bigger, the bigger point nobody's is that tried. it's much more attainable than than people are being allowed to believe. Yeah. It's more attainable than going to fucking Mars, 100%. which is interesting, sure. But Yeah, who, but who, who fucking cares? we got problems here. Yeah, and this <laughs> asshole's trying to leave. I wonder why. We're right? Earthlings. Let's blow up Earth things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call back to Mr. Show. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, it's wild. Um, yeah, for-profit healthcare is real sick. Anyways, um, yeah, please. Pick some plugs. Should we pick it and plug it? I think we gotta. Okay. Uh, I think we gotta talk about Groucho and Blood in the Water again, since he brought up just a few minutes ago. Absolutely. Check out all of Groucho's works on Spotify or uh, whatever streaming service. Or um, do you have a website where they can purchase uh, like physical copies, vinyls, perhaps, or anything yeah, like that? Bandcamps. Um, we use Linktree. You know. Oh, okay. I thought about building a website, but you're just paying. You it's know, a lot. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, a, it doesn't a, really matter right now. It's a big pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got, have to have it. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. It hosts the site or the podcasts. We've got um, some regional shows this summer. It's like a, you can call it a tour if you want. Maybe, uh, you know, 15 dates that we're doing in the nice. Midwest. And, you know, it's cool to start seeing um, some momentum. I, <clears throat> I got a lot of love for Tulsa, but like getting people to show up out here, it's not, you know, it's not really, I don't really know what the mechanism is, you know, and it might be youth. Um, but it's definitely not ambition or, 
uh, or talent or any of that stuff. And, you know, what in the Groucho experience, when we go play like another town like Norman or something like that, people love it, man. And it's not, you know, people are there and they, and just the, the very fact that you're not in your hometown, I think literally like makes people pay attention. You know what it's I mean? Be, yeah. The, the idea that the band came from a different it's town, exotic, it or, gives yeah. you a, a, a different level of, of like a, a, a feeling of legitimacy. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so, um, but yeah, we've got merch and, um, we just got a whole, I, I meant to bring you guys like some shirts and I brought a single sticker. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> um, but I'd be happy to, or, you know, you guys should come out. We've, we've got a show at Thelma's peach. That's we're, we're going to do like maybe once every six weeks in Tulsa. And then we're playing with a uh, smile, empty soul. What's this? Oh, oh no yeah. shit. All right. <laughs> yeah. At the Vanguard. Yeah. What's, Throwback. When are those yeah. shows? Uh, May twentieth is at Thelma's Peach and uh, drum roll as I look up the um, the Vanguard show. I, I'm not, I think it's it's I know it's in June. I'm not okay. sure the actual date. We'll, we'll come back to that one. Yeah, what sure. about a um, like a pick of the week? Anything you've been into lately? Uh, you, musically, it doesn't matter. It could be music. Could be movies. Could be a book. Could yeah. be TV. Well, throughout my lifetime, I would uh, I would encourage anybody who has not given Star Trek a fair shot to. Uh, you know, get in, get, get deep. Here's deep. where someone else tries to get me into Star Trek. You know, it's, listen, the Swamp Stings are just objectively good. And it's really just like, you know, kind of that simple. Um, I re I've been rewatched uh, a couple months back. I rewatched a few episodes of the original series. Oh yeah. And yes. enjoyed it much more than I remember. Some of it's cringy. Some of it's hilarious. You know, I think like with the problem with like, you know, that movie, the, the driving movie or whatever, the one I already forgot the name of. Grand Turismo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that they're trying to make it awesome. And, you know, time will tell, right? But sometimes when you go back and watch these older movies, you don't have that expectation. You don't have like, yeah. it's oh, it's got to be this fucking cutting edge, like sci-fi thing. It's like, uh, you know, they're like Star Trek will just have a big green hand in space. And it's, so, <laughs> you know, it's like going to capture the ship, you know, mm -hmm. it's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> but ultimately it boils down to the human condition, you know, mm -hmm. telling stories and, uh, Fair. you know, yeah. That's that's why, you know, if, if somebody asked me Star Trek or Star Wars, I would just say, well, are you trying to have like an ethical introspection experience? Or are you trying to watch people fucking play with laser swords? Ooh, well, and I'll tell you, Star Wars. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I, I, dude, I'd I, be silly. If I had a lightsaber, yeah. And the, that'd be tight. The, well, the, then I, I got a question for you. Hand off on accident. Uh, as a Star Trek fan, have you watched, and I'm only about uh, maybe 10 episodes into the first season. I'm just getting started. Have you watched Star Trek Discovery? Yeah, I've seen, um, I potentially have seen every episode of Star Trek that's ever okay. existed. Okay, because it's nice. Throughout my lifetime, you know. I'm just saying, you know, I, 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 my mom at one point in time was like, we're getting satellite or cable or, you know, we should yell at the cable company. We're getting satellite. I heard the cartoon's funny. We just never did. Uh, What's the cartoon called? The Lower new Decks? one is Lower Decks, yeah. Is that funny? I heard it was funny. Lower Decks is hilarious. Okay. Nice. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know Jason Manzukis is in it. I think you could probably get a lot of the throw jokes um, in Lower Decks if you watch like 10 episodes of Next Generation. Okay. So like Picard. You know, I you know. have seen multiple episodes of Next Gen. That's what I'm, that's the, what I was trying to say a second ago is, you know, we get, we canceled like big TV, like everything else. So it was just Xena Warrior Princess and Star Trek when I was like going to bed. As Walker, kid. Texas Ranger. Yep. 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 God damn it, USA. You really <laughs> fucked us up. Gave us lasers and apple pies. And WWF. <laughs> well, and the reason I bring up Discovery is because Discovery to me feels like, uh, and obviously it, it had a lot riding on it because it was kind of the bringing Star Trek back to television. Sure. Um, but it feels like it has some of the high-minded sci-fi ideas of some of the classic series while still having enough pew-pew to kind of satiate <laughs> me as an oh, yeah. action guy. You know what's funny is for a long time, like, uh, you know, obviously uh, if 
if you would ask me Star Wars, Star Trek, I would have said Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but now I'm almost to the point where if you ask me Star Trek or Star Wars, I'm like, eh, neither. Ah, that's all right. that's not a bad spot to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but- although I will say so, and and that's because the the progression of Star Wars, I have just progressively given less and less of a shit to where I'm like, I couldn't care less that's about 100% the new. Where I'm at with Star Wars. I couldn't care less about the new things except. I will say that the Jedi Fallen Order game mm-hmm. was the one Star Wars thing in the last like while that I got super into because that game kicked ass. I, I would and g- I was super fucking pissed that the new one wasn't coming out on PS4 because my old ass doesn't have PS5 money. I would like um, you know more Luke Skywalker content if I was gonna you know that's that's sort of like more all like yeah that's all I really Just care give me about more Luke. yeah I grew up watching it you know but I, like there's like characters and you know and the Mandalorian was pretty cool um, you couldn't know. get into it. It was actually, uh, I know there's a lot of influence from the Dark Tower series, which, um, you know, it, we yeah. were talking about earlier, like the the man in black fled across mm-hmm. the desert, gunslinger followed, sort of like, you know, faceless hero kind of thing. Uh, it was okay, you know. But, yeah, I'm a big Trekkie. Um, and then I'm going to say a music pick of the week. Oh, please. I, uh, let's see here. I'm just, um, I've only recently discovered Dead Poet Society. Mm. Um, they have a song called Period Into Deep, period, you know. Uh, man, I heard that like through the algorithm the other day and I was like, and I, I mean, you know, I, in, in complete arrogance, I was like, damn, that's like something I would write, but it was like something like it hit home that. for me I, so no, hard. I, I was that. like, shit, I wish I wrote that. I hear that. Yeah. I feel that so many times when the, I'm listening to music. Yeah. Vocal delivery, the, the one note riff with the octave pedal, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's, that's been my jam, um, this week. And then it, you know. it's, it's dumb because I know I don't have the capability of actually making it, but like when I hear run the jewels, I'm like, this is how I would make hip hop. Sure. No, if that's was, yeah, yeah. Run the jewels. This is, is like my perfect idea of hip hop. Um. All right, uh, Hilton. What do you got uh, for uh, plugs? Got to talk about the Starlight Comedy Night. Always a fun one. That is the second Friday of every month. Laura Cook and I bringing you some of the best comedians from all over the state and all over the region. We got a wild one coming up on a lot May of questions 12th. circulating around. Oh, that. I can't wait. There's the the buzz around this upcoming show is palpable. Uh, super excited to bring Drew Robinson and Zebediah No Fire to the Starlight stage for the first time. Both of these young comics have been up and comers that have been getting lots and lots of great reactions. But the the, the questions are about the headliners, those party boys. Now, hold on a minute, because I hold also had questions about Zebediah No Fire. Oh, you don't know Zebediah? He's, no, he's doing real I, well. I don't, but that sounds like... It sounds like a bit of a stage name. Absolutely. I does. can't say for sure, but I'm erring on the side of uh, I am just a, a random dude who doesn't I, know all names. I Honestly, I'm scared of... of also, uh, the photo I used of him, he is decked out in bling. So okay. he, he just looks like an icon of some sort. Okay. So I don't know, but but I've getting, been getting been getting questions about uh, again quote those party boys. Yeah, uh, I also have questions about those party boys. Who they, are those party boys? I don't know, but they they look like a they look like a pair of unhelmeted daft punks. Okay, uh, and I've uh, I'm I hear they are hilarious. So okay, I can't you hear they are hilarious. I, I How did a, they come into your orbit? I don't. You think I booked this show? You didn't book this one. This no, is I'm all kidding. Laura. I'm kidding. Uh, oh, okay. Laura and I do it together, but sometimes one of us brings a, a comic to the conversation that the other one may not be familiar with. And in this case, uh, Laura is introducing me to <clears throat> those party boys. So I'm I'm super excited about this one. Uh, so May 12th at the Starlight, uh, come and hang out with us. All right. And I got two picks this week as well. Going to do music and comics this week. Music, uh, I've been reminded of a, a trip-hop band that I got into forever and ever ago uh, that I adore. 
uh, who I never hear much about. Uh, but in researching this, I may have even discovered another album. But The Controls are my uh, my pick of the week. Uh, check out The Controls, their first album, 100, from back in the year of our Lord, probably 1995, maybe. Uh, so it's the a, year of our Lord, 1995. Uh, uh, the year of our Lord, 1995, <laughs> uh, when when Jesus was only uh, 2030, 2027 years old, 28 years old. Um, uh, the uh, the controls are great, uh, and if you like uh, bands in the style of Portishead or Lamb, uh, they like Portishead. Be, they will be up your alley. Uh, if I got to pick a, uh, a song, going to choose uh, uh, was it uh, Coward of the Year is a fun one. All right, um, and then a comic book, uh, new comic from DC Comics. DC Comics is doing a bunch of number ones right now as they kick off their Dawn of DC initiative. Uh, so reboots uh, on several series, uh, and they have a new series for Shazam. Uh, Shazam. Uh, now going by a new moniker. Wait, Shazam, the thing where that tells you what song is playing? Shazam is the one where you say, uh, what song, what is, song this? is this? And you hold the um, uh, phone up towards the speaker and it accidentally hears your friends talking and it says, cannot identify song. And it's Heard. very disappointing. Tight. Uh, but oh, Shazam no, 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 is also the classic Captain Marvel uh, the hero originally purchased by DC from um, Fawcett Comics and uh, later, of course, caught up in lots of legal woes as With Marvel Comics, as Marvel Comics uh, has their own Captain Marvel, which came later, only came later in an attempt to steal that trademark. Oh, uh, DC later uh, trying to just call the character Shazam uh, based on the magic word he uses to change from his childlike form of Billy Batson to the hero Captain Marvel. Uh, but then, of course, there comes the uh, unique thing where if, if saying that word aloud is what changes him, how does he say his name to anyone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. So now uh, they're going to call him, at least for now, the captain. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. uh, a lot of people's reaction. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> That's corny. Captain, bro. But as much as the captain may or may not be the right name for it, uh, Mark Wade is the writer and is a, a great choice. I actually read this uh, number one this morning. Uh, and Mark Ray, Mark Wade and Dan Mora are on the uh, script. Uh, Alejandro Sanchez is on art with Troy Pieteri on colors. And uh, Pieteri, excuse me. Uh, and it's great. It is a really good book. Uh, it starts off with uh, uh, the captain uh, on a very silly, weird sci-fi-based adventure, which very much was the classic Fawcett way where he they they do something that is just bold and and wild and imaginative and I'm not even going to get into the specifics on purpose because I think it's worth picking up the issue to see what this weird little problem he has to solve is. All right. Uh, I'll tell you off mic cuz I know you're not a comic guy but but it's worth checking out. Uh Mark Wade is a, a deft storyteller who has been uh just killing it at DC with his world's finest Batman and Superman. And then recently on Batman versus Robin, which set up the Lazarus planet event. Uh, you can get, hear me getting deeper into all this over on my podcast. Okay. Geek, of course, fair enough, uh, which does have new episodes again. And, um, but, but if you need a new book to pick up, uh, I only grabbed it. I'm not a Shazam guy, but I only grabbed it because I happened to see on Twitter that Gail Simone mentioned that it was worth getting Gail Simone, another big comic writer. And I was like, you know what? If Gail's pushing it that hard, I'm going to check it if out. If Gail likes it. If Gail likes it, I I'll think it's worth it checking chance. out. Uh, and, uh, Love you, Gail. 100% worth it. So Shazam number one, definitely <laughs> worth picking up. Uh, honestly, anything with Mark Wade's name on it. His Daredevil run at Marvel, his Fantastic Four run at Marvel. Uh, he is uh, one of the greats. 
Gotcha. What do you uh, got? Real quick, just going back to uh, the the show for Groucho, May 20th, uh, Thelma's Peach with Helen Kelter Skelter. Yeah, have you ever heard them before? I have, oh. but it's been a long time, and oh, wow. I can't even remember what they sound like. They They've might, been around for a minute, though. They, they might be my favorite Oklahoma band. Yeah. Yeah, it is... Um, like psychedelic, kind of like you know, sort of. It, it's like it's psychedelic Queens of the Stone Age, and the vocals are like real washed out. You know, yeah. you can't not like it. I mean, hell yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's just sometimes like again, some of those things are just good. Is that a eight o'clock show? Uh, you know, I think the you know we say seven. The pro- there might be another band on, but yeah, generally you know you know doors at seven. Hey, you know, doors you, at six or seven. Have you ever been to Thelma's before? No, I hear such great things about that venue. It's such a really strange thing. Um, you know. Yeah, it's like a it's like a room, <laughs> but it's oh, like, so like a, pink eye style. It's an adult pink eye. All right, yeah. heard. Um, but in a good way, you know. And there's like a little. It's kind of cozy in a, in a strange place. Yeah, that's what you know, I they hear. have like, um, you know, art shows and stuff. So I mean, you know, in, in my opinion, like the last show we just played, you know, you, you get a couple people, hundred hundred people in a room, and you know, we threw a projector up and kind of did it lasers and stuff, and that's cool. Nice. But then the the other side of that, if you want to play in Tulsa all the time, I think, you know, as an original band, yeah, um, you know, play the smaller rooms and like, you know, invite your friends and like, you know, get, get 50 people, 60 people together and let them have a ball, you know? So it's a cool room. You guys should come out to that show. I'd be happy to like put you on the list. I would, I'd like to, but that's actually the night of my wife's 40th birthday party. It means nothing to me. I know it does. <laughs> I know it does. And that is okay. But yeah. I have to be there. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> I would that's be awesome. in a lot of trouble. We play once a month. You come see with the Smile Empty Soul gig, man. Oh, hell yeah. That's the one at the Vanguard in June, right? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the last time I saw you guys live was at the uh, the R.R. Williams show, I believe, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We played. Um, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm playing keyboard for, for them right now. Are you really? Nice. Yeah, Mike and I cool. had never really. He really switched up the style. Like He switched uh, it up like a couple times, actually. Yeah, he, yeah I know. I've heard the, the, <laughs> the trajectory. Well, I think it's cool. You know, I, I've actually just said it's, it's nice you can do it like chill or kill mm-hmm. you know we could play like kind of punk or like um and I, I love playing keyboards man it's just like i you know my whole objective playing keyboards is like nobody should notice the fucking thing i'm doing unless i stop playing fair you enough know what i mean just yeah be yeah. like yeah just i'll add some texture and stuff it's love fun it. it's a nice yeah. roll i like it um as far as plugs uh listen to me and tj clark ranting about politics on maximum news pew, pew, pew. And uh, no other plugs for me right now. But uh, picks. I have been going back through uh, some of the old Danny McBride series on oh, HBO. Cool. Vice Principals I rewatched in its entirety both seasons. Is that good? I didn't love the first episode and yeah. I never tried it after that. It's good. So yeah. here's, here's a, a good story. Okay, so Becky told me that she first tried to watch it by herself. Yeah. And then she watched it again with me. And that she had so much fun watching it with me because of the way I described it to her that it made her like it. Mm. And if you can go into it saying this is grown-ups in grown-ups situations, but everybody has the maturity level and dialogue of a 14-year-old. <laughs> and they're diabolical. <laughs> yeah, and most of them are very terrible. Okay. Uh, and it's unbelievably hilarious. Vice Principal's... Obviously, like Walton Goggins is the standout of this entire show. He plays Lee Russell. Um, Walton Goggins, if you don't know him, he's one of those people where you you hear the name and you go, who the fuck is that? And then the second you see his face, you're like, oh, he's been in everything I've ever seen ever. 
Um, and he's just one of those guys. Uh, but yeah, Vice Principals, only two seasons, uh, super easy to watch. It's all on HBO. And then The Righteous Gemstones, which is the one that they've mm-hmm. done right after that. Um, it's just so goddamn funny. Um, it's one of those things where you don't have to take it too seriously. Um, you know, it's obviously very goofy since it's super, super immature. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the dialogue is just so fucking dumb and hilarious. I love it. I just absolutely adore it. It's great. Yeah. Um, great to just smoke and zone out to for sure. I grew up in church stuff, so it's like, oh man, me. yeah, yeah. I grew up. <laughs> see, I grew up as a Catholic, and then was like, oh, this is this is weird. I, I don't like it here. And then was like, but I need to find God because all my friends like God. And sure. then went to like more of that style of church briefly and was like, yeah. nope, got to go. Yeah, it's so I, I'm like hopelessly self-aware in those situations. Where yeah, I'm, I'm like, got to run. Yeah. <laughs> Scary here. <laughs> anyway, no, that's it for me. That's it for you. Dustin, thanks for coming, man. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. It's good this to see you fun, as man. always. Um, and don't forget, check out Groucho on all the streaming platforms. Go see him live at Thelma's Peach. Um, and then check them out for dates at the Vanguard in June. Yeah. And uh, stream all the music and buy all the music. Go to Bandcamp, Linktree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just search Groucho, as in Groucho the Marks. Pretty yep. much, yeah. Groucho Band. I, I, I can't it. crack the uh, the Google SEO thing yet. It's yeah. tough. It's hard to beat that Groucho dude. That <laughs> one guy, he took that fucking really name. cornered like it. You know? it really yeah. cornered it. Really, <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. <laughs> makes it sick. Uh, but yeah, thanks again. And uh, as for you, we love them. As for you, dear we, listener, tell them we love them. I love you. <laughs> Wait, like we that. <laughs> we love. I was trying no. to do the in the world thing. I take it back. In a world. Where Hilton Price is capable of human love. That voice doesn't say that. <laughs> I was just learning to love. Take it from me. I love you. <sighs>